0: Yo, what's going on? I'm Spike Eskin here with you until 2 o'clock. Xfinity Voice Line is 888-729-9494, pound 9494, new your AT&T cell. So, I'll tell you what, that was a, a thrill coming on after Jody Mack. This is the first time I've ever been on after Jody Mack. Now, you know, uh, or may may or may not know, since uh, Howard is my dad, I grew up listening to this radio station, and my dad used to be on after Jody Mack. And, like, when your dad's on WIP, everybody else is your favorite, you know, because he's your dad and you're sick of him. So, you know, the Jody Mack do-me-a-favor stuff. Is what I listened to all the time when I was growing up, and uh, it was pretty cool to be on after Mac Of course, he called me Prince and, and told me I was wrong about something, but it is what it is, man. Um, let me tell you something. Uh, today was a big surprise for me. You know, when I started at this, I started here in January, and it was right, you know, right when basketball season started, and there was all this Sixers to talk about, and you know, August. You don't think. There's gonna be basketball to talk about. It's August in Philadelphia. It's a Wednesday. Eagles training camp, you know, breaks tomorrow. Phillies should be coming down the home stretch in a pennant race. And for the last two weeks or so, Doug Collins, the head coach and I I guess kind of de facto decision maker for the Sixers, because we've all kind of decided that he is making the, the final decision and not Rod Thorne is in London doing color commentary for the Olympics. So the last thing you expect on a Wednesday afternoon in August in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. If you, if you had asked me, was attending a Sixers press conference introducing Andrew Bynum in front of a 1,000 people? Um, of course, Jason Richardson was there, too. Everything was so ridiculous there today that I think Jason Richardson was actually okay and entertained that he was basically being ignored during this entire thing. But... It was an amazing scene, an amazing, unbelievable scene. If you had asked me in June or May or ever if this would ever be possible for that thing to happen, knowing what you know about the Sixers, knowing what you know about trades that they make and the way the off season is in the NBA, this is like the deadest of dead times. To have a thousand people there che- cheering and going crazy was nuts. And let me add to this that pretty much every writer, every you know, Sixers writer in Philadelphia in there uh, was. Resigned to the fact that the Sixers were done making moves, so we all thought even though Andrea Iguodala might get traded at some point, I, you know I think most people were resigned to the fact that he would be here when the um, when the the season started, and there was a lot of talk today whether the Andrew Biden press conference should have been the way it was, um, mostly from writers. You know those who had a report on it. There were some that said fans shouldn't be invited and that maybe if fans were invited, they should be kept further away so they didn't get in the way. And I have to tell you, as somebody who was there, I was sitting right there in the middle of it. That was the absolute right way that it had to happen for the Philadelphia 76ers, for this franchise, for that player, for these fans. That was the way it had to happen. This was proof today that Philadelphia is hungry for the Sixers to be good. And they might not be there when the Sixers aren't good, but man, they will be there when there is hope. And there was hope today, and they were there. And think about as well, this is just Andrew Bynum. Now, I know he's the second best center in the NBA, and now he's the best center in the East, and he's a good player. But he's like... He's an NBA fans player. This is not like a casual fan superstar. This is not Dwight Howard or LeBron James or Kobe Bryant, the, the guy that kids across the country have posters of on their walls. This is Andrew Bynum, you know? And, and Andrew Bynum, a guy who is skilled and is good, but was the third best player on his Lakers team, drew that kind of crowd. People are hungry. And it was, this place was packed. I mean, this it wasn't a small crowd making a lot of noise. This was a large crowd making a lot of noise. And it was the right way to do it because it showed Andrew Bynum that fans care. But more so, forgetting about the fans, it showed Andrew Bynum that the team cares. And it was an amazing display. And I enjoyed being there. And, you know, I go as a reporter. I'm wearing my press pass. I have my notebook. It means I can't cheer. But midway through the thing, I was getting chills. And I want to leave my seat and go in the back and disrupt the, disrupt the press conference with the rest of the fans. The Sixers. Doug Collins said when he got here he wanted the Sixers to be relevant again. Well, they're relevant, um, but they're not only relevant. They are. They have a profile. The Sixers are players again, uh, not just here in Philadelphia as compared to the other teams, but in the entire NBA. And today was a uh, important day in basketball in Philadelphia. I thought, um, and I don't care how it made fans look. I don't care. If that made him look you know um too hungry or desperate. I don't care. They are. <laughs> we are. We're desperate. We're desperate for them to be good, especially the way the Phillies are. Um, so we're going to talk about the uh, talk about how good Andrew Bynum can be tonight, talk about his reputation in Los Angeles, how the Sixers are going to work him in. Roland Lazenby, who, uh, who's covered this, the Lakers forever. He's written books about the Lakers. He's writing a book about Michael Jordan right now. Uh, Roland will be on at 11 o'clock. And Mike Levin of LibertyBallers.com is on at midnight. Mike will have some crow to eat because Mike has been torching the Sixers and their uh, their off season plan for a long time. So much so that he got in an argument with Adam Aaron about it on Twitter it was crazy. So Mike has to uh, has to bow down a little bit tonight, and that'll happen around midnight. Of course, um, even though there's a ton of Sixers news today, we're smack at. The, the middle of Eagles preseason, the end of training camp, and a weird preseason. Um, the fact there are four preseason games is ridiculous, and I think we can all agree on that. But then we have one on the Thursday, and then nothing for a week, and then one on a Monday, and especially after as bad as Thursday was, to have a week off after that, all it does is it plants these seeds of doubt, you know, inside of me. The Eagles break camp tomorrow, and at this point, when I think about the Eagles, I can't. Aside from uh, you know um, uh, Nick Foles, I I can't I can't think of anything that's happened with the Eagles that makes me more hopeful, that makes me more excited than I was before preseason starts. So mo- so far we've seen uh, Demetrius Bell demoted to the second team in favor of King Dunlap, of all people. So Demetrius Bell was this guy. Jason Peters goes down, and we get told, "Don't worry." Demetrius Bell will be fine. He's not Jason Peters, but he'll be fine. Howard Mudd says he'll be fine. Everybody says he'll be fine. Within two weeks, he's demoted to second team. Um, We've seen the first-team offense look bad. The first-team defense look bad. We've seen Jaquan Jarrett, who plays the only position that the Eagles did not address at all in the offseason, drop from first-team to third-team. So safety, all of a sudden, you know what's going on there? And I know it's not the biggest deal in the world, but... In his one preseason game, D'Amico Ryans did not look good. Um, Looked maybe a step slow, wasn't getting off of blocks. Namdi Asama did not not look good. Um, And even though they both have histories of being good players, they both had serious questions coming into this year. Mike Kafka gets hurt. Michael Vick almost gets hurt. We have a defensive coaching staff that I'm not entirely sure even talks to each other. I don't know who the defensive coordinator really is. I think they'll be okay, but I need something to cheer me up because so far this office, this, this, Training camp this preseason has not been good. So I'm going to have two Eagles guys on. Hopefully, hopefully one of the two, maybe both, can cheer us up. Uh, Shil Kapadia from Birds 24-7, he'll be on in just a bit, uh, less than 10 minutes. He'll, be talk, uh, he'll talk about, you know, what good did come out of this training camp and what we have to look forward to this preseason. preseason. And Elliot Shore Parks from Bleeding Green Nation will be on at 1240 to talk about the same thing. Believe it or not, as well, there's a Phillies game today. I know. All of a sudden it feels like the 90s again, doesn't it? Oh, Philly's played? How about it? Um, and they lost, but they won another series, so that's good. Uh, I'll tell you, um, there's, I have this weird thing going on with the Phillies now where I'm almost enjoying it more now. Maybe it's because the season was so bad. But I'm kind of enjoying the Phillies more now than I have all year. I, I feel like I'm enjoying the Phillies more now than I have in a long time. Maybe it's because the pressure's off. Man, I needed pressure-free baseball. I think it had been so long since the Phillies were good in Philadelphia that we forgot how to treat baseball games. And we treated we treated them like football games. And every game was the end of the world. And we died Dissected every game, and even when we weren't, we were just kind of lying to ourselves, and these games, because they don't really matter, and you know, you get to see Dominic Brown play, you know, you get to find out if the kid's any good, um, and if they lose, they lose, there's something about the Phillies right now that that is, you know, that is enjoyable a little bit, so there's not a ton to talk about, unless you want to talk about, you know, Franson or... <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot Don Brown's patience at the plate at least Roy Halliday looked good again today, but i you know i've been enjoying it uh and finally, I meant to bring this up to Jody Mack um Sunday of summerslam the twenty fifth anniversary of WWE Summerslam. Few huge matches. Triple H versus Brock Lesnar. This three way championship match before between uh CM Punk John Cena Big Show, Jericho versus ziggler Daniel Bryan versus Kane. Gonna have Ange Goldstein, the uh, Spike Eskin Show, WWE correspondent on at one A. M. to preview all of SummerSlam. Um and talking about Mel- Melky Cabrera cheating. Uh, if you want, you know, a whole a whole boatload of topics to talk about. Uh, 888-729-9494 is the Xfinity voice line. Pound 9494 on your AT&T cell phone. What good has happened at training camp? Shil Kapadia will tell us next. I'm Spike Eskin. 94 WIP Sports Time is 1015. Spike Eskin with you on a uh, big day in Philadelphia. Being that the Phillies <laughs> lost 9-2. Just kidding. Expedia voice Line is 888 729 pounds 9494 on your AT&T cell. already have a couple of Sixers calls and Keith who wants to talk about SummerSlam. But first, the, the man that is going to tell me that everything is going to be all right, uh, Shil Kapadia from Birds 24-7. Is everything going to be okay, man?
1: Uh, it depends what you're referring to, Spike. You got to get a little more, uh, a little more specific with your question. I, I can't tell you that everything around this team is going to be okay. Uh, certainly, some question marks right now.
0: Well, all right. Uh, how about this? If you could do this as a yes or no, and then you can explain your answer. If I were to ask you, training camp this year for the Philadelphia Eagles was it a success or no?
1: Um, I, w- I would say yes. I mean, it, w- it was a very strange season, Spike. Obviously, with Andy Reid's uh, son, you know, that's going to be the one memory. Garrett Reid, the morning we found out he had passed away, obviously the tragedy. At the age of 29, you know, I-, I think when anyone looks back at this training camp or even a month, two months from now, but even down the road, that's going to be the one lasting memory. So that kind of hangs over everything. But uh, from a football perspective, I think, you know, everybody was happy with – what they were doing on the field they had the right attitude there wasn't a lot of drama uh those kinds of things so certainly some things that need to get ironed out but you know there wasn't that devastating injury or uh, a player unhappy about his contract so those are all good things
0: um you wrote a piece on birds 24-7 i think it was it was either today or yesterday just with winners and losers from training camp just to to cheer me up you want to talk about who you thought really really shined uh during training camp this year
1: Yeah, I think the guy on the offensive side of the ball, and I think we talked about him a few weeks ago when training camp was just getting started, and that's Damaris Johnson, who was an undrafted free agent out of Tulsa, set the NCAA record for all-purpose yards there, had to sit out his senior year. But he's come in, and he's going to be your number one punt returner. But maybe more importantly, he's really made some good plays in the passing game. Anyone who watched that first game against the Steelers, he put a crazy move on the cornerback. Actually, the cornerback fell down, was on the ground, and he ran free for a 70-yard touchdown. So uh, Damaris Johnson has really opened some eyes, and uh, I think he's going to be an exciting player for Eagles fans to watch this season.
0: Uh, Anybody else that you'd give a a plus to?
1: Yeah, I think on the defensive side of the ball, uh, we're always talking about the linebackers and what the Eagles can do to upgrade there. And I think the guy they got in the second round, Michael Kendricks, out of Cal uh, in the first preseason game. You know, he had his ups and downs, but at that point for a rookie, you're really just looking for them to flash some talent of what they could potentially be down the road, and I think he did that. He's got great speed, really, at the Combine. He showed that off uh, with the Pac-12 Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year last year, and he really uh, seems to be kind of an intense guy, uh, no-nonsense guy, and he looks to be... Focused on this football team, and he could be a three-down player for you, and really provide an upgraded linebacker, which we all know was sorely needed from a year ago. So, uh, so far, so good for Michael Kendrick.
0: Now, you mentioned linebackers, and maybe it's just because I'm, I'm concentrating on him, and I want him to be good so badly. But in his action in the first game, D'Amico Ryan's just didn't. There was like a it just he didn't stick out, you know, and he looked maybe a step slow. Should I be concerned about Ryan's?
1: You know, he's a guy right now who if you're looking for him to be that explosive athlete uh, type of player right now, I don't think you're going to get that at this point in his career. But you're right. He was kind of uh it would get to a play maybe right as it was ending. Um, but the good thing is I think he really knows what he's doing. He's a veteran who's trying to just get comfortable here in the Eagle system and make sure he's healthy from a year ago. And I think he's going to be okay. I think he's going to be good for this football team certainly an upgrade from last year if you're expecting him to be a pro bowl caliber player or someone who comes in and is getting you know 12 13 tackles a game like patrick willis of the 49ers or something like that i think you're going to be disappointed but uh, i think he's going to be an upgrade uh certainly from what they've had in previous seasons
0: talking to shil Kapadia from from birds 24 7 by the way did you guys get the vanity url yet or am i just saying phillymag.com slash eagles is that the not- yeah, it-
1: you know, I still have to double-check on that. I think the guy in Tennessee or wherever he was who at some point uh started owning dot 247com we're still trying to get in touch with him. But, yeah, phillymag.com. Flash Eagles. That's the best way to uh, to get to us for now.
0: All right. Um, similar to Ryan's uh, Asamoah, and maybe it was just a little more disconcerting to me because it looked like it looked last year. Uh, Namdi Asamoah looked like he was getting to plays right at the end of them in that in that game against the Steelers too.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did not play well in that first game, and I know everyone points to last year and says Juan Castillo didn't use him correctly, and that's certainly true. To a point, but there was one uh, one play in that Steelers game where Asama was up press coverage, man coverage on the wide receiver, and the guy kind of ran a slant right by him and picked up fourteen or fifteen yards so yeah, Asama did not look good, you know he's a veteran, so you kind of want to go with what he's done in the past, but certainly, from what we saw last year, he needs to have a better season for the Eagles and specifically when quarterbacks throw at him, you know, I think in Oakland. He was used to guys kind of going the other way quite a bit, and when quarterbacks threw at him last season, that's really when we saw problems. You know, he might be in the vicinity, but we all remember the Victor Cruz plays against the Giants, and Asamoah was just, just not able to make plays on the ball and break up some of those passes and gave up some really big plays, so... You know, we gotta see what what he's got left and not how he's best used at this point in his career.
0: Alright, so Jason Peters goes down and, uh, we all feel good about Demetrius Bell and then I was, it, it hit me like a, uh, it, like a, like a boot to the face when I saw that King Dunlap had moved to first team. Is, is Demetrius Bell the, the options I can think of are he's not trying hard enough, he's not good enough, or he just doesn't know the system well enough. Um, which one of those three, or is it something else that's just not working with him?
1: Yeah, you're right. Those good feelings about Demetrius spell didn't last too long, did they? I think it no. was, uh, you was know, a couple weeks into training camp. Uh, Until yeah. he played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until they had to put the pads on and he had to ball block somebody, right? But. Uh, you know, in the off season when Jason Peters got injured, I really applauded the Eagles for being proactive and getting who was widely considered the best free agent left tackle on the market at that point, which was Demetrius Bell. And we saw him at training camp and you know, I would notice little things, Howard Budd maybe uh giving it to him a little bit or Andy Reid giving it to him a little bit, but that's what happens at at training camp. You know, that's not Only him. Coaches get on players all the time. So I didn't really want to read too much into it. And that first preseason game, he only played six snaps. Uh, Five of those were passing plays. And by my count, two of those were plays where he was asked to kind of block somebody one-on-one. And on both those plays, he got beat. And if you watch the play where Michael Vick injured that thumb, banged that thumb against Jason Kelsey's helmet, the reason he was stepped up in the pocket and so close to Jason Kelsey was because Demetrius Spell got beat uh, around the edge. So I think it's a variety of the things you mentioned. I think certainly learning Howard Mudd's system. We saw uh, a lot of offensive linemen last year kind of take a few weeks to get used to that. That's one of them. I don't know if Demetrius Spell is not used to kind of a, a, a grueling training camp like the Eagles have. You know, they they certainly run one of the tougher ones in the NFL. So I'm not sure what it is. Here's what I do know right now. I think they want him. To be the left tackle week one when they take on the Browns. I still think that's the plan, but I think they want to light a fire under him a little bit. I think they want to make sure he knows he's got to prove himself and is not just going to be handed that spot because really that's a position where one blown block where you take a playoff where you don't, you don't get your guy blocked. Michael Vicks getting hit and Michael Vicks getting injured and talking to Howard Mudd the first week of training camp, he basically emphasized That is the goal above and beyond, is to keep that quarterback safe. That's our job, and uh, he's going to make sure he's got the best five guys out there on the field to do that.
0: And he's the right kind of athlete, right? Because Evan Mathless and Jason Kelsey were always really clear that with Howard Mudd's system, you have to, you know, there's a certain amount of athleticism that you have to have to play in that system. And Bell has that?
1: Absolutely. That's his strength. You know, he's not one of those... uh, John Runyon type guys is gonna, you know, kind of be that bully and uh, pick on the defensive lineman a little bit. He's more that athletic defensive lineman and Jason Peters really was a combination of uh, those different things. But yeah, Bell fits the mold of what a, what a Howard Mudd left tackle should be. He's able to get out there uh, in the running game, also on screen passes, those kinds of things. So yeah, technically he should have all the tools. And I asked Mudd in the, in the beginning of camp, you know, do you anticipate having to keep in a Brent Selleck or, or a Sean McCoy into block and help out Demetrius Bell. And he flat out said, no, we're not going to change this offense uh, just because we don't have Jason Peters. But now three weeks later, certainly a lot of question marks about that.
0: Um, all right, final question. So I look at these defensive coaches, and I, I think we all have this this thought going into it, but it for some reason I'm feeling it more now. Maybe it's because the Phillies suck and I'm bored. But um, <laughs> does Todd Bowles and Jim Washburn, are they listening to Juan Castillo, or is this a situation where we just don't have a typical defensive coordinator who is calling shots?
1: It's it, certainly, yeah, it's certainly, I think, a bit of a different scenario. You know, when you watch practice, With the Eagles. Jim Washburn has the defensive line, and no one else says a word to the defensive line. Not Andy Reid, not Juan Castillo, uh, not anyone. That's kind of his unit. He, you know, he determines how they're going to play, and certainly it helped last year when they led the league with 50 sacks. So that's his his business. Now, the Juan Castillo Todd Bowles dynamic, that's really kind of the most interesting one here, because Todd Bowles has been a defensive coordinator. Really, he could spend one year here, and he could go on and become a defensive coordinator somewhere else. That's certainly possible. He could be the defensive coordinator here next year. Who knows? All, all those things are in play. So, you know, Juan Castillo says all the right things. That Todd Bowles brings experience, and certainly, uh, you know, he's running that back end, the secondary. And that's where the Eagles had a lot of problems. They have talented players there. Asama, we talked about uh, Dominique Rodgers-Cromartie has been to a Pro Bowl. Safety is a bit of a question mark, but certainly, you know, they've got some talent there where they should be better in the back end than they were last season. So we're going to have to see how those two coaches kind of communicate throughout the season. And uh, in that first preseason game, you saw the confusion between awesome Law and Jaquan Jarrett in the end zone. And I think it reminded everybody of last season. And that's what everyone was concerned this week. So that's kind of what Bolts was brought in here for. And now uh, he's got to make sure it all works as the season begins.
0: Speaking of Jaquan Jarrett, I just uh, I, there's confusion, but I just, I feel like he maybe he he can't play, you know, maybe he can't play at this level. I mean, it, it just you want to see more. I, I don't see any good plays at of, of Jaquan Jarrett.
1: It's absolutely fair. I mean, he played about as bad as you can play in the first preseason game. And here's the thing with Jarrett, I noticed in the offseason, you know, the Eagles were quick to use that reason that, hey, we had a shortened offseason because of the lockout last year. This guy's going to be better. This guy's going to be get better. But the one name I never heard anyone say was Jaquan Jarrett. No one ever said that's what hurt Jaquan Jarrett. And it was kind of fishy that they didn't use that excuse for him. And then you saw them bring an investor in O.J. Atagway a couple months ago here at Safety, and you would ask them, you know, is Jared going to compete for a starting job? And then kind of, ah, oh, yeah, every, you know, there's going to be a lot of competition everywhere. But no one really seemed to believe that he was going to compete for a starting job. And now he's competing for a roster spot. You mentioned it. You know, he, he was taking bad angles to the football. He was missing tackles. And really, those are the things that are supposed to be his strength, his tackling, the physical portion of it. He's, he's not supposed to be great in coverage. At least that's not what he was built as. Uh, Out of college, so if he can't make those plays, you know, then I really don't know what the benefit is of having Jaquan Jarrett on your football team. So he's got three preseason games left, and uh, the practices in between to prove that he belongs on the roster. But uh, I don't think the Eagles are just going to keep him on because he was a second round pick. I think he's going to have to show that he can contribute here in some way in his second season. Sheil, I want
0: our football players to be good at football, and I'm a little worried about that with <laughs> J.J. Um And I'll tell you, man, the Juan Castillo thing, and I wanted to, I was, I don't know why, maybe just to be a contrarian, but when he hired Castillo, I was very much, hey, give it a shot. We owe it him to give it a shot. But it just seems like there's so many moving parts. If there isn't one guy you know, kind of keeping everything on the same page. You worry that you get like three guys trying to run the same system three different ways, or you know what I mean? Like it just the the Castillo thing and the defense thing. It just worries. The confusion worries me. Uh, yeah, w- more so than if we had a, a typical defensive coordinator. This I just feel like nobody's listening to anybody else, and it's 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 scary.
1: Yeah. No. I mean that's totally fair, and you see it with the moves they made. They, you know, with Jim Washburn, with Todd Bowles, kind of bringing in these veteran coaches. And really, uh, it seems to me that they're saying, all right, let's minimize kind of what Juan Castillo has to do here as the defensive coordinator. And, that you know, that's not really a position you want to be in. No. You know, Shield, don't... this
0: call is ending the wrong way. It started the right way. It's ending the wrong way.
1: <laughs> and, and don't forget this, Spike. I mean, we remember the Steve Spagnuolo, remember that? That was seems like so long ago. That was this offseason where the Eagles and Andy Reid saw Steve Spagnolo and thought, hey, let's bring this guy in to help our defense. You know, no. it, was, it was between the Eagles and the Saints. Um, <laughs> he chose the Saints. So clearly they had some of the same concerns that you're yeah. voicing right now. Now there's a lot of talent on defense and they had some good moments. You know, it was late in the season. They beat the Giants and uh, limited Eli Manning and then them to 10 points. So. There were some signs that maybe it can work, so we'll have to see. But, uh, yeah, yeah, again, uh, a major question mark. And, really, that might be the move that uh, determines Andy Reid's success here and maybe his future here.
2: You
0: can read them on the Internet at uh, on birds 24-7. Just go to com slash eagles. Follow him on Twitter at Shiel Kapadia. Thank you, sir. Talk to you soon, Spike. Uh, the best, except for when. He started off with happy stuff, and then it got depressing. 888-729-9494 is the Xfinity voice line. Pound, 9494 in your AT&T cell. Did the Eagles have a good offseason? And, uh, oh, man, the Sixers talk. We'll get right back into that. I'm Spike Eskin. 94 WIP Sports Time is 1040.
2: Sports Radio 94. WIP. WIP.
0: Coming up at eleven o'clock, a man who will tell us whether Andrew Bynum can handle being the man, the dude, the number one guy on the team, Roland Lazenby. He'll be on he knows Lakers better than anybody. He'll be on at eleven. I'm Spike Eskin. Uh, Keith, you've been holding on for a while, buddy. What's going on? You're not ninety-four WIP
2: hi spike nice to talk to you enjoy your show very much i enjoy soaking up your knowledge of philly sports sort of like a sponge makes me a much better conversationalist with the fellas around here I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not, but either way, (laughs) thank you. Absolutely being honest. Okay. um, NBA question for you before I comment on SummerSlam. (laughs) Uh, My favorite player in the NBA is Dirk Nowinski, and I was wondering how you would rate him among the best centers in um, the NBA. And also, if you have any idea why they traded A.J. Beretta, I really enjoyed him in the finals when they beat Miami.
0: All right. Keith is doing a bit. Uh, AJ Beretta, uh, Dirk Nowitzki, JJ Beretta, uh, Dirk's not a center. Um, <laughs> he waited a half an hour to do that. He didn't even get a SummerSlam comment in. Um, I was excited. I was excited there was a SummerSlam guy. Adam, you're on 94WIP. It's Adam. Hey, great toast, Spike Thanks, man. Alright, um, today
2: anyway, when everybody was cheering, Andrew by made his comment. That, you know, he's on a jumper around, uh, he stayed in LA for seven years and he wants, you know, to get the contract over with quickly and, you know, he's leaning towards staying here and I believe he is, you know, here to stay.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think his comment. Everybody was like, "Well, what else is he gonna say?" Well, the other thing he could have said was like, "I don't want to talk about that now. We'll deal with it." You of know, yeah,
2: that was and
0: that, that would have been a totally acceptable answer. Answer. He looked to like
2: a thousand people. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, um, and he, his face to me said, "Hey, I can't believe this is this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Why would I want to go anywhere else?" So that that that's what I read when I when I looked at his face when he said that.
2: No, and I think the Sixers knew when they made this move. Uh, just like they know he's going to Germany for his knees I mean that's going to help him and it's just like they they know they know they're going to sign him but I mean I want people to know who Andrew Bynum is I think they're cheering an idea of a player they don't really know because Andrew Bynum like was really great in 2007 but then when Phil Jackson came along he he got injured but then Phil Jackson didn't really play him like Andrew Bynum he just played him like Kind of like the Dwight Howard, yeah. like yeah, you you go get some offensive rebounds and make sure you play defense, but but Paul Gasol is going to do all the interior work. And uh, Kobe's going to do all the exterior
0: work. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, Phil Jackson, the triangle offense is another motion offense, and it doesn't really, you know, Andrew Bynum looks like a player, and hopefully he grows. You know, he's he's older now. He's tw- Remember, he comes into the league when he's seventeen years old, um, and he's only twenty-four now, even though he's played for eight years. But like, and he, he's never been a particularly good passer out of double teams, and he's never like he's never had to. He he, di- he didn't thrive on in that. And I think what Collins, I think when they traded for. Him with him being the number one option on offense is that I think his you know though his passing is important the fact that he can be a number one option to score in the low post and and maybe work on his pick and roll game a little bit like I think that's what he's here to do so uh, I agree with you that they are cheering an idea because I can't imagine that these people have watched a very uh, a ton of Andrew Bynum over the last
2: right and I just want to explain what he is I mean you kind of did but I want to explain in totality, and then I'll let you go. he's got this is a player with outstanding footwork. He can go right or left. He can use either hand. He can score off the glass. he has a great touch inside. He is outstanding. He is even stronger than Dwight Howard. He has better hands, I mean than most players. He doesn't have the wingspan of Dwight Howard, so that's why Dwight Howard is a better fit in Los Angeles because he doesn't need the ball. Right. You know, and, As,
0: uh, At least now he is. Uh, who knows, in two, three years in Los Angeles. You know. Uh, but, yes, now he is.
2: I, I definitely agree with you there. And this guy is just an outstanding offensive player, and he'll get better at passing, but right now he's not a terrific passer out of the double team because you're right, he hasn't had the experience of being the man on the team. But the Sixers have so many shooters that they didn't have before that he has the opportunity to get such long arms that all he's got to do is just get used to passing to anybody, pretty much. Yeah. And they're going to be able to at least take the three and have a chance of making it.
0: It's the it's the craziest thing that the Sixers went from having no shooters, like we're literally Andre Iguodala was the best three point shooter on the Sixers last year, to having three totally legitimate three point shooters in and Richardson Young, Nick Young, and uh and Darrell Wright, like very legitimate guys. And just
2: before you go, when yeah, I go, yeah, I just want to say that's what made me think they were going after Dwight Howard, because I was thinking maybe. They're going after Dwight Howard. Was, but then as it turned out, I was like, wow, they're going to get Andrew Bynum. I was like, Andrew Bynum, can, the last player that demanded a double team and could score with, against it was Charles Barkley. That is 20 years
0: ago. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And and I'll tell you, and thank you for the call, Adam. Very, very good call. Thanks, man. The. Um, The thing about the NBA, there's not a ton of guys that demand a a double team in the low post in the entire NBA right now. I mean, because Dwight Howard, though his his offensive game has gotten better in the low post, he's certainly not not skilled like Andrew Bynum is. There's not a lot of guys that can do that. Um, Adam was right on on the money. Just a ridiculously skilled offensive player in the low post. Like, he can score. Um, And he shot, I think he shot 60% or 58% last year. Like... You know, they're, he is going to score, um, and, and if he gets better, if he does do that, and he, he makes a good point. And the other thing that Adam said about them going after Dwight Howard, you know, Rod Thorne said they did go after Dwight Howard. Um, he didn't think they ever really had a, a super legitimate shot at it, but um, it looks like the plan at some point was to get a, a legitimate threat down low, and they did that, and man... Um, Nick Young has his problems, but the problem that Nick Young has is when he shoots off the dribble. Like when Nick Nick Young is a spot up shooter or a shooter off the screens, he's great. Uh, Darrell Wright is a great three point shooter, so Jason Richardson. So this team could be good. I, I don't know if they'll be as good right away as everybody hopes, but I think they could be pretty good. Um, just how good is will Andrew Bynum get? Uh, you know how much of a head case is he, and how bad are those knees? We have a man that can answer all three questions next, uh, and you Sixers calls as well. Uh, Brad, Steve, Bill, all wanted to talk, and you too. Xfinity Voice Line, 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on the AT&T cell phone. Uh, my name is Spike Eskin. 94 WIP Sports Time is
2: 1056. Sports Radio 94 WIP.